Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast, where we talk about everything dog. Q and A's with veterinarian professionals, rescue operators, everyday topics. We cover everything dog on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and make sure you're following us on social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Now here's that next episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast. This is your host, Brittany. And today's episode is part of our series of Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday will feature popular episodes from other seasons. So today we're going to be sharing the Canines United episode. Uh, Canines United has an upcoming event on April 29th in St. Augustine, Florida. It is a race. There's multiple options. There's a 1K, a 5K. There's also a couple of events going on that day uh, with some of the dogs. So we wanted to make sure we brought back this episode so that you guys would still have time to not only learn about Canines United, but to get signed up for that April 29th race. So enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Canine Culture Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Debbie, and she is the founder of Canines United. So welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Debbie Johnson, and I started a nonprofit called Canines United. Um, and I started it. We were official in 2015. I believe it was um, April of 2015. And um, how I started it was a canine in my county at the time where I lived in St. John's County was murdered in the line of duty. And I saw his death on the news and it just captured my heart. Um, I've been an animal lover my whole life. Uh, Don't have any ties or any family in law enforcement, um, but just saw the dog's death and the the immediate thing I think was how does something like this happen while I'm home safe and sound? Um, mm-hmm. That's the thing that really resonated with me the most. So next thing I know, I am going to the funeral <laughs> and um, which was absolutely one of the most emotional things I've ever attended. Um, and then when I left the funeral, I went to the sheriff's office and made a donation and then just inquired. I said, you know, as a civilian, what can I do to support these amazing units? And um, I winded up um, having a meeting with the sergeant of the canine unit. And um, and then I winded up going through their civilian law enforcement academy, which I think every citizen should go through just to learn all the different aspects of law enforcement and what they do. And it was during that civilian law enforcement academy, um, I went on a ride along um, with a canine handler. And um, that's where I learned that, you know, the canine unit is one of the most expensive units to run in law enforcement and sometimes the most underfunded depending upon the agency. Mm-hmm. So I've been in the business world for 22 years and um, had put on charity events in the past for my church and whatnot. 
And I went back to the sheriff's office and by this, by this time, you know, they're like, who in the world is this little girl and she will not go away. Now, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they kind of thought I was crazy at first, but I said, you know, I've been on charity golf tournaments before in the past for my church. Can I go through you guys, um, put on a charity golf tournament with the caveat that all the proceeds would go to the canine unit. And they explained, well, if you go through us and it'd have to go to the four-star fund, which is a general fund. And I said, I don't want to do that. I said, I said, what about if I started my own 501c3, would you allow your unit to reach out to my org, tell me what the need is, and then I go directly to the vendor or the company, make the purchase and donate it to your unit. And they said, yeah. So that's what I did. That's amazing. I love that you jumped into action. And I feel like if I had ever gone to a funeral for a fallen canine, um, I probably would have done the same thing. Uh, you know, I, so not the same story and I'm not quite where you're at yet, but you, I look up to you and, um, you know, I learned about your organization, I would say a year and a half, two years ago. And somehow it was either in the news or I found out about it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And since then I've actually had on the podcast, a canine handler, talking about how underfunded they are, how expensive it is, and, you know, the love they have for their dogs and the good work they do for their dogs. So that's amazing that you're supporting that. And I can kind of resonate with why you started Canines United. So I rescued a senior Pomeranian um, at the end of 2019, and I had never rescued a senior before, but I'd had a senior a few years prior that passed away. And I started to get a little more involved in the the dog rescue community, and I guess it never dawned on me how many senior dogs are just dumped or taken to the vet to be euthanized just because their owners are tired of them. They don't want to take care of them. The dog doesn't play anymore. And so a lot of my drive for starting this podcast um, is A, to provide free information and get just get the word out there of people doing good work for dog rescues, but then also giving animal owners, dog owners, a resource if they need help trying to find something for a condition or an issue they're having. Uh, and then a, a part of that is that I am hoping in about nine to 10 years, maybe shorter, <laughs> I want to start a small dog hospice care. Um, so that's the plan. Uh, so like I said, I look up to you and your mission and what you've done because, I mean, Canines United is huge. I mean, everyone's heard of them. You guys do phenomenal work. And so to that point, so for anyone that hasn't heard of Canines United, can you summarize kind of what you guys do? And you guys do a lot, but can you summarize kind of what you guys do? Oh my goodness. And it's, it's been a whirlwind, you know, uh, <laughs> right. I never thought that we, my main thing when I started Canines United was I didn't want to put ourselves in a box as far as like that we would only do, we would only donate one thing, you know what right. I mean? Like one type of equipment, like let's just say bulletproof vest. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, we want to fund whatever the need is. That's how we're truly going to help and make a difference. Right. So what we do is 
agencies will send in a request of whatever the need is. So we have actually donated anywhere from an actual dog to a harness, tracking harness and everything in between. You know, um, we've actually donated a vehicle for before, um, heat alarms, inserts, which is the big, um, you know, metal cage that goes in the back of the canine vehicle that helps keep the canine safe. Um, you know, bite suits, um, training equipment, there's all types of things that we've donated. So that's the main part of our mission and then the second part of our mission is we do an 18 by 24 canvas portrait of every fallen canine in the U.S. Um, that was super special to me that I wanted to do something for the handler to honor their partner uh, when they passed away or if they died or they were killed in line of duty. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So, yeah, we have an amazing artist in Tampa. His name is Damon that does all of our portraits for us. And they're, they're 18 by 24 canvas that are actually mailed to the handler. Um, and then along the journey, we, you know, I was listening to handlers all across the U.S. Um, that were reaching out to us. And another big thing was training. So... Um, sometimes within the agency, it wasn't within the budget to send their teams to any kind of advanced training. So I've been blessed uh, along my journey and have been able to um, come across some of the top canine instructors in the industry. And so I decided to put together a team of instructors um, and we go, we now go across the U.S. and we put on free training seminars. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So we do it in Florida, obviously. Um, and then we do it all throughout the U.S. But we do just all different types of whether it's problem solving, um, tactical, um, tracking. I mean, all the different. So we basically do the seminars, we find out from the the attendees, you know, what is it that you want to work on? What is it that you feel that you um you want to learn? Um and we we kind of like cater those seminars to uh, or what we do. And then when we were part of proposing SB three eighty eight for um to the EMS transport, then we also do first aid training seminars. So that was super important to me to be able to do those as well. So uh, back to what you just said about the the bill that you guys had signed, you guys had, you were successful in getting a bill signed that would allow uh, canines to be transported by ambulance if they were injured in the line of duty, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And are, are you guys working on that in any other states right now? Uh, yes. Yeah. So actually, so um, I'm not a big political person, but um, when um, when canine, it kind of started. My political journey kind of started in 2018 when canine bear, I mean canine Fang was murdered for Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. So his death, at the time, I knew, I always knew when I first started that it was only a third degree felony if you killed a law enforcement canine, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But starting a nonprofit from the ground up, it takes a lot of time, especially when you work full time and you have a, you know, you have a daughter and a husband. 
Um, so I had my head down doing all of that. But when Fang was killed, it was just that overwhelming feeling again. Um, you know, I honestly do feel like God's laid all these things on my heart. And um, so I was like, this is crazy. So that's when I proposed SB 96 that was passed in 2019, which makes it a second degree felony now in the state of Florida if you kill a canine. And then fast forward to 2018, no, last year, was it last year? I'm losing track of my time. Um, when ATF Canine Bane um, had an electrical fire in his vehicle and almost died, um, it was his incident that proposed, we proposed the, the EMS transport bill. So I'm actually working with a U.S. congressman right now we already actually have the bill done um to combine both those bills into one to make it federal oh that's fantastic yeah and there's such a need for that uh, you know a lot of people i actually talked to a lot of people after the race that you guys had in may and you guys had kind of talked about that and everyone i mentioned it to they said wait canines can't go in an ambulance and then they're like, wait, it's it's not like a first degree felony to kill a canine. Like, you know, just all of these different, which it's great that you've got it moved at least to second degree. But I mean, I, I don't think a lot of the public is educated on the lack of, I guess we could say laws or the lack of support for our canines. Um, so you guys are definitely doing work that is 100% necessary. Yeah, thank you. We think so too. You know, I mean, it's the, you know, these dogs, these dogs are so, um, they absolutely love what they do. Uh -huh. You know, and they, they, you know, they would do anything, right? As far as to protect um, their handler. And right. so, you know, to me, you know, to me, that's the whole point, right? Is they should be honored. They should be valued um, as an officer because, um, you know, they're out there in the field day in and day out, um, helping to keep us safe. So they should be. So right. that's, you know, that's who we are and that's what we do. So we basically, we want to support them in any way that we can, you know, and there, and like you said, there is such a need and every agency is different. You know, your larger agencies, they have better budgets than your smaller agencies. Um, but still, you're dealing with a living, breathing animal. Um, things happen that mm. don't necessarily can't account for in the budget, you know? Right. Um, you know, if one of them gets sick or one of them has an illness, you know, or if one of them gets injured, you know, I mean, there's all types of things that come up, you know, if, if they were to get into an accident, um, you know, and, um, wreck the vehicle you know mm -hmm. well got to get a new vehicle you know i mean it's just there's so many things so i think a lot of people sometimes they feel like um the public feels like that the agencies um that the canine should be well taken care of it's not that they're not well taken care of but money only goes so far right yeah absolutely so you guys put on great events so anyone that's listening if you haven't yet been to a Canines United event, I would absolutely recommend it. Even if you don't, if it's a running event and you don't run, just check it out. I mean, 
you guys had great vendors. There was demonstrations. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we tell people all the time, if you're not a runner or a walker, just come out to the demo. Um, just about every event that we do, um, you'll be able to meet some of the canines and um, do a little bit of a demonstration because we think it's important to always educate the public, you know, on what they do. Right. Um, and at the race, you know, at the demo, you know, you can ask questions, you know, um, you know, you can talk to the handlers, um, you know, you've got trainers that are there. So um, it's just a great way to be able to um, come and say hi and um, meet some of these great guys and gals that um, that are in the communities every day. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, where can people go to help and give back to Canines United? Uh, you can go to our website, caninesunited.org. Um, you can follow us on social media. Um, we always have our events on our social media page. Um, not all of our events yet are updated on our website. Um, so if they're not on the website, you can always find them on our, on our um, social media page, on Facebook, uh, whatnot. But um, there are so many different ways that people can help. Uh, we actually have our own license plate. We got approved for our, uh, a pre-sale for our own license plate. Um, that was from our legislative efforts. Um, so people can buy a license plate to support us. Um, they're $34 on our website. Uh, it's a great way for you to show your support for law enforcement canine units. Um, $25 of that $34 comes back to Canines United um, so we can, you know, continue our mission. And um, you can go to our website and check out our store. We've got merchandise, our T-shirts and uh, whatnot. Um, they're always a conversation starter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even when I wear mine from the race, people are like, oh, did did you know that dog? I'm like, well, no, I didn't know him personally, but we ran in honor of him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And our regular shirts, our regular retail shirts, our Canines United shirts, um, people always um, are commenting that they always get stopped um, whenever they wear their shirt to say, who is that? What do they do? But, um, or you can go to our website and, you know, make a donation if you want to make a donation. Um, and then we also have what's called a canine core program, which is a monthly donor program. Um, so anybody can get involved. We have levels that start out at $9 a month that goes up to $99 a month. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Always have to keep it in the nine. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right, Debbie. Well, I really appreciate you taking time to record this with me. Um, and for all the listeners, if you guys have any questions, make sure you guys follow Canines United on social media. And um, again, thank you so much, Debbie. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for tuning in to the Canine Culture Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and make sure you're following us on social media. If you have any recommendations, any topics that you'd like to hear, if you know of any guests that would be good for the show, or if you yourself want to be a guest, please reach out to us. Send us an email at canineculturepodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message on social media. 
Thank you for listening and please share this with any of your dog loving friends. Bye.